Our second reading today comes to us from the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 29 through 34. The next day he saw Jesus coming toward him and declared, Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks ahead of me, because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but I came baptizing with water for this reason, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John testified, I saw the Spirit descending upon heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you seem the Spirit descend and remain is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I myself have seen and have testified that this is the Son of God. This ends the reading of God's holy word. May God add many blessings to the hearing of it. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we have come into your house and gathered in your name to worship you. Enable us to hear your call in our lives. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts here together be found pleasing and acceptable in your sight. Our Lord, our Rock, our Redeemer. Amen. Friends, the calendar is tricky this year. When our calendar and the liturgical calendar kind of get a step off, it it creates some interesting things. Uh, Christmas Eve was on a Sunday, and that wasn't much of an issue for us as a smaller church, having worship Sunday morning and Sunday evening. But I've got friends that are pastors at much larger churches that have three uh, services every Sunday morning and usually do four or five Christmas Eve services, and they were all confused, what do we do? If that wasn't complicating enough, Ash Wednesday is coming up in a few short weeks, and it is on Valentine's Day. I will not be doing ash hearts on your forehead, please rest assured. Uh, But it's just one of those quirks of the calendar this year. After that, we have Easter, which falls on April Fool's Day. That sermon kind of writes itself. And then there's today. Usually the first Sunday in January is Baptism of the Lord Day. It's the day we remember and we celebrate the baptism of Jesus Christ. And then January 6th is Epiphany. We all know the song, The Twelve Days of Christmas, and that's because the liturgical season of Christmas has 12 days. And it ends with Epiphany, the day we celebrate the wise men arriving at the stable. And so the Sunday closest to January 6th we celebrate is Epiphany. Today and this year, because of the way the calendar fell, They are the same Sunday. So if you pay attention to the liturgy, you'll notice different themes. You'll notice the theme of baptism and the theme of light that goes on Epiphany interplaying with each other, sometimes well, sometimes not as well as I had hoped or intended. So that's kind of why I named today's sermon, But Wait, There's More. Because we've got Epiphany, we have Baptism of the Lord, but it's the first Sunday, so we also have Communion. But wait, there's more. It's also, I'm about to leave to start my doctoral work, so I'll be gone the next two weeks, so we need to find a time to install our officers. So today we've got Epiphany, we've got Baptism of the Lord, we've got Communion, and we've got the installation and ordination of our officers for the coming year. And the original sermon was uh, Epiphany, Baptism, Communion, oh my, 
but that was much too long, much like I'm worried the sermon will be, so I'm going to try to keep it short because we are doing a lot today. So I was trying to figure out how to weave all these four things together. And sometimes when you mix things together that, that don't always go together, it's a terrible result. But sometimes it turns out really great. It's winter, it's cold, we've been eating a lot of soup at home, and, and our new favorite soup is a chicken poblano soup. I've made it for the CYF committee, I've given the recipe to several people, and it has diced cauliflower, onions, poblano peppers, chicken broth, chicken breast, and some spices. And you wouldn't think all those would go together well in a soup, but when they blend together, it, it creates this rich, filling soup that's just delicious. These things that you wouldn't usually put together combine so well to, to just fill you up. And when I started thinking about Epiphany, about the baptism of the Lord, about communion, and about our officers together, I was, I was just filled with, with joy and, and inspiration. The baptism of the Lord, when Jesus was baptized, he went down to see his cousin, John the Baptist. And he waded into the Jordan River, and the skies opened, and the Spirit, like a dove, descended upon him, and God spoke, this is my Son, in Him I'm well pleased. Before Jesus was baptized, John baptized for the repentance of sins. John baptized as a symbol of cleansing our sins with the cleaning water. That we are made new, that we are made whole. But Jesus changed that. Jesus was without sin, so if baptism was about the repentance of sins, why was Jesus baptized? Instead, Jesus was baptized to show that in baptism, we recognize God's claim on us. That God claims us as God's own child. That God says, this is my son or my daughter. In him or her, I'm well pleased. And so I was tossing that around in my mind. And I thought about Epiphany and the, the wise men, the, the kings that came to see Jesus as an infant or a toddler. We don't know when they got there, just that he was under the age of two. And what's always stuck me was what I shared with the children, that they came bearing gifts, bearing gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They came to pray, pay tribute, to pay homage, to praise Jesus, and they offered the best that they had. In communion, we gather around the Lord's table, and we remember Christ's words to us, and we remember Christ's sacrifice for us. And our officers serve faithfully year in and year out in ways that we see, in ways that we don't see. They guide and help to shape the church. When I thought about all these, I thought of serving God. I thought of giving God our best. Jesus' public ministry started about the age 30. And we don't know much about him. We have his birth narratives. We have one isolated incident in the temple when he was about 12. And then nothing until he was baptized. And once he was baptized, it's then that his public ministry started. It's then that he went into the land surrounding Galilee, teaching, 
preaching, healing, calling people to follow Him, introducing them to God, sharing God's love and grace. In our baptism, God puts the claim on us. It says that we are God's beloved children, that God is pleased in us. But that comes with a responsibility. That comes with a call to serve God. That comes with a call to begin our own ministry. Glorifying God's name. Praising God. Teaching about God. In our first reading today, Paul ties baptism to the gifts given at baptism. He says there's one Lord and one baptism and one Spirit. And that one Spirit gives us gifts that we're called to use to glorify the one Lord, our God. Some are called to be apostles. Some are called to be teachers. Some are called to be preachers. Some are called to all sorts of different ways of ministry. But we are all called. We're all called to serve. We're all called to be faithful as the beloved children of God that God claims in our baptism. Epiphany, as I said, is about the the wise men coming and bearing gifts. The gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Or if you're a camel, your favorite blanket. And as I told the children, we're called to give our best. To give the best of ourselves to glorify God. We're called to serve God. And we do that by serving our brothers and sisters, serving our community, serving our church. During communion, we gather around the Lord's table and we remember Christ saying, this is my body broken for you. We remember Christ saying, this is the cup of the new covenant sealed in my blood for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. And what better way is there to remember or to honor somebody by carrying on in their legacy? And in that way, the church is the body of Christ. The church continues the ministry of Christ that began at His baptism. The sharing of love, God's love and grace. The teaching of God's Word. The preaching, the healing, the loving, the serving. And in a few moments, we're going to install two officers for the coming year that will serve the board who will serve the church. I'll ask them some questions affirming their call to serve God through this office. And it's a very visible way in which they will be serving God, but we are all called to serve God and serve the church. Paul wrote that there are many different callings. Some are visible, such as playing the piano or organ or leading the choir or singing a a solo or teaching Sunday school. But some are done behind the scenes, such as keeping the church clean, formatting and designing the bulletins, folding the bulletins, making sure the insurance gets paid. There are all sorts of small things that happen each and every day that, that we aren't aware of. The heat was turned on well before you got here this morning. Otherwise, it would have been like my office, which was 53 degrees when I came in this morning. Because someone took the time to figure out the thermostat and set it to start heating ahead of time 
so we aren't all freezing when we come in to worship. There are many different ways to serve. But it's one Spirit that gives us the gifts to serve. It's one God, one Lord we serve. And we see this, ser- this theme of service when Christ was baptized, baptized and God claimed Christ as God's beloved Son. We see this theme of giving our best and serving God with the wise men that came and kneeled before the baby Jesus. We remember our call to serve when we gather around the communion table. And we see the call to serve in the board members that serve, but also in all the people that serve behind the scenes. It takes us all working together to serve God. I'm sure you didn't think I was going to go this whole sermon without bringing up the Tennessee Titans' victory yesterday. So I'm just throwing that out there so you could slot that off on your bingo sheet that I did bring it up. But it took the whole team working together. I'll be honest, after the first quarter, I was ready to turn it off and and get back to packing when they were down 14-0 and soon they'd be down 21-3. And I thought, oh, here we go again. But then the defense stepped up. And they started stopping the Kansas City Chiefs. And then the running back really upped his game. And the offensive line started blocking better for him. And then the quarterback played so well that he threw a pass that he then received and caught a touchdown. It took the whole team working together to achieve one goal. And in many ways, we are a team. We are a family. We are working together to achieve one goal, and that is to serve God. And that's why that theme is so easy to see in so many different aspects of church history and church life. That's why we see service in our officers. That's why we see the theme of service in communion, in the baptism of the Lord, and in the wise men coming to see the baby Christ. So friends, let us now recognize service as I invite Mary Bird and Sue Kennedy to come forward to be installed as the new board members for 2018. Please join me in the liturgy that will be on the screens. There are different gifts. There are different ways of serving God. God works through different people in different ways. Everyone is given a gift by the Spirit. Together we are the body of Christ. Though we have different gifts, together we are minister we are a ministry of reconciliation led by the risen Christ. We all answer God's call, remembering that our Savior Jesus said, Whoever among you wants to be great must become a servant, and whoever wants to be first among you must be servant of all. Just as our Savior came not to be servant, but to serve, and to live his life as a servant. 
Sue, Mary, I have some questions to ask you. Do you trust in Jesus Christ, your Savior? Acknowledge Him Lord of all and Head of the Church? And through Him believe in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? If so, say, I do. Do you sincerely receive, I'm sorry, will you fulfill your office in obedience to Jesus Christ under the authority of Scripture and be continually guided by our church's rules? If so, say, I will. Will you be governed by our church's polity and will you abide by its discipline? Will you be among a friend among your colleagues in ministry, working with them, subject to the ordering of God's word and spirit? If so, say, I will. Will you seek in your own life to follow the Lord Jesus Christ, love your neighbor, and work for the reconciliation of the world? If so, say, I will. Do you promise to further the peace, unity, and purity of the church? If so, say, I do. Will you seek to serve the people with energy, intelligence, imagination, and love? If so, say, I will. Will you be a faithful member of the board, watching over the people, providing for their worship, nurture, and service? Will you share in government and discipline, serving in governing bodies of the church? And in your ministry, will you try to show the love and justice of Jesus Christ? If so, say, I will. Now, they've been on the hot spot, but I have questions for you, the congregation, as well. Do you, the members of the church, accept Sue and Mary Uh, to serve as board members chosen by God through the voice of this congregation to lead us in the way of Jesus Christ? If so, say, we do. Do you agree to pray for them, to encourage them, to respect their decisions and to follow as they guide us, serving Jesus Christ who alone is head of the church? If so, say, we do. I'd now like to invite anyone who's served as a board member here or has been ordained in either the UCC or PCUSA church to come and lay hands on Sue and Mary as we pray. Let us pray. Eternal God, we give thanks for your steadfast faithfulness to us. In every age, you've called forth leaders to serve you and equip them with your gifts. Among your people, Israel, you anointed prophets, priests, and rulers. You've called pastors and teachers, elders, trustees, and deacons to build up your church. With Moses, the seventy elders bore the burden of your people, ministering in the power of your spirit. Alongside the apostles, deacons cared for all in need and guarded the community's peace. In the church, officers served together so that your whole people might be equipped for ministry and built up into the full unity of Christ. For your servants in every age, O God, and for the church of Jesus Christ, we give you thanks and praise. We ask that you pour out your Holy Spirit on Sue and Mary and the entire board, that they may be faithful officers in the church. Give them the openness to the Holy Spirit's leading, that they may see and serve wherever there is need. Give them joy in their walk of faith and a sure sense of your abiding presence for their work of ministry. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.